Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today. By providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain, Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. A very good morning to you. Haven't uh, haven't been on the radio since last month, Doctor Mixon. I know that. <laughs> My goodness. Here we are. Brand oh, we month. Yeah. Okay. So, Doctor Mixon, do you say February or February? February. Okay, with the extra R, which it has mm-hmm. in the spelling. Okay. Yes. I always like to find out. You know how how to be in there. Like, wait a minute. I say February. Why? There's an R in there. That's right. There is an R in there. Yes. New month, middle of winter. We had a few sunny days, but cold days. And anything exciting for you this past week? You always have something wonderful to share. I don't know. I I can't think of a whole lot terribly exciting. Okay. Um, In fact, I guess in some ways, just the opposite. Okay. This morning is the first morning that I did no exercise in months and months and months. Um, you just got up, had breakfast. I slept in till six o'clock this morning. Whoa! Which for me is very late. That is very late for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and had a leisurely breakfast and snuggled on the couch with my wife, and Aww. we just kind of cuddled and talked. And so yeah, I came to work oh, not, a little, little stiff. stiff. I haven't stretched out yet. I haven't done any running. I haven't done any weightlifting. I, this is really an odd Saturday morning okay. for me. That yeah. is for you. <clears throat> so. so, but that's okay. Every once in a while, maybe during the breaks, you can run up and down the hall or <laughs> that's right. lift. Some well, you know, on the way in, I was actually listening to uh, 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 Andre Rieu's orchestra doing uh, Zorba the Greek. Oh, listen! Oh, that's what I heard when I walked in the studio. Yeah, that was Zorba the Greek, and that's right. And then, as I was doing it, of course, I was visualizing the original Anthony Quinn, the the dance in the desert. Uh, yes, you know, with the Zorba's dance. And so, when I got here, first thing I had to do was you had to look it turn up. on YouTube and yeah, and find the old dances. And then I found out there's probably twenty or thirty newer versions of it. Some of them really elaborate. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm kind of in a Zorba the Greek uh, dance mood. mood this morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Well, we might have to pull up some of that music <laughs> right. uh, for uh, some of our transitions today. Well, this is Leading Edge Medicine. We are glad you are here, Doctor Samira Umad has the weekend. She off. has the weekend off. I've already talked to her this yeah, morning. She's though. been up early and <laughs> she's always up. You know, she and I are both 
with morning people, yes, I think. Yes, same here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, but she is going to spend the day at home with her family. Very so good. good. Very yep. good. And I am here spending my morning with you out there in Radio Land. That's right. And we so, are ready for your questions. If you tried to get in last week and couldn't quite do it, hey, now is the this time. Week. Yeah. Call be, early. Be one of the first. I always feel bad at the end of the show when we got a couple of callers left. Oh, that, yes. You know, it's like, oh, we try to get through, but we also don't want to rush people. Yeah. So here's that number if you'd like to get through. Phone lines are wide open for you. 800 800- 465-8770 for Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon. That's 800-465-8770. All right, well, let's get a little medical news update to see where we are with colds and flu season and the big C, well, which is now kind of the lowercase C. That's COVID. right. Yeah, COVID. Yeah. COVID is not a big deal these days. Not a big deal. Okay. Uh, you know, it's still around. It's always going to be around. Uh, you know, if the politicians have their way, the, quote, emergency, emergency powers will last forever because that just gives them more power. Uh, although I see Congress is, uh, at least the House of Representatives is passing a bill saying it's over, leave people alone, but we'll yeah. see. Of course, it's <laughs> got to get through the Senate and then, oh, you know, boy. Biden's got to sign it. So I don't think it'll go anywhere, but we'll see. Um, but no, COVID's not a big deal. It's a, it's kind of a, you know, modest level winter. Uh, flu season has actually peaked and is waning, so we're seeing less flu. Good. Uh, RSV peaked. We're okay. seeing a lot less of that now. We are getting more common colds. All right. Big shock for wintertime. Yes. Uh, so, no, uh, you know, from a medical standpoint, things are pretty much calm. Okay. I don't see anything terribly exciting going on. However, the most exciting thing was we absolutely packed out the Kirkland Clinic Last Saturday morning for the uh, the Grail test. Oh yes, we had the gallery for, test yes. with everybody, and we we checked uh, you know for fifty different cancers in uh, I think forty people or so, uh, which was a whole lot of folks coming in. Yes, we have promised that we would do it in Tacoma in the near future, and we will. We have now set a date for that. It is February the twenty third. So, and it's from, what yeah, do you like say, 5 uh, till 8 in the evening? 5 to 8 p.m. It's an evening, and that is a Thursday night in Tacoma. Right. At our Tacoma Now, clinic. we brought in an extra phlebotomist, so we can do, you know, two and three people in the hour. So, we've already got eight or nine people that have signed up previously. When they heard about our one in Kirkland, they said, we want to yes. sign for Put so on the list. So, there are people on the list for Tacoma already. My staff will be calling you guys Monday morning if they haven't called you already and uh, get your firm appointment in. And then for the rest of you, if you want to be screened for 50 cancers, it is a $1,250 test. That's, you know, is not covered by insurance. Right. But it's only $25 per cancer, which is a pretty cheap cancer screen. Yes. (laughs) You know, that's peace of mind right there, knowing, oh, I need to do something or, okay, (laughs) I'm okay. Yeah, well, you know, the, the great thing is that... Most cancers are curable if we can catch them early. The problem is that most of the cancer deaths are caused because we catch them so late. Mm. You know, if it's a stage three, stage four, we're really behind the eight, eight ball when we find it. If we can catch it when it's early, 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 before you have any symptoms, that's the time we really want to get involved. So, you know, if you feel great, 
but you're over 50 or you have a family history of cancers or you've had a cancer of any kind yourself in the past, you know, you probably want to get this test done because it will check for the 50 most common cancers and let us, uh, you know, get involved early before you're sick. Mm, instead yes. of waiting till the cancer already has you by the throat and is trying oh, to do boy. you in. Yes. Right? So between uh, 5 and 8, Thursday the 23rd, uh, give us a call at our standard number. Mm-hmm. Are we using the... Yeah, I think we'll use that longevity number. 866-86-YOUNG? Yes, 866-86-YOUNG. That's the number to call and say, yes, I would be interested in signing up for the gallery test in Tacoma on February 23rd. That's it. That's that simple. Okay. All right. So. Okay. So anything else that we need to talk about? That we need to talk about? Yes. Uh, No. How about that we (laughs) want to talk about? Oh, no, that's a whole different issue. (laughs) We're we're still in winter, and some people may be going, okay, it's uh, I don't want to exercise. I don't want to get outside yet. Uh, What are some ways to encourage them to get up and get moving? You know, you don't need a gym membership, and you don't need spandex to get started. Uh, something as simple as bundling up, put on your coat, your scarf, your hat, your gloves, and go walk to begin with. You know, and if you get a, so that you can walk briskly, not the pace that you're walking when you're walking a chihuahua, but, because <laughs> you know, those little three inch legs don't go very fast. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, so you want to, to take a brisk walk. And, if you're only walking for 15 or 20 minutes, that's a lot better than sitting on the couch for that 15 or 20 minutes. Yes, and you've moved. You've and done you can, something good for your body. And if you can do it a couple, two or three times a day, do it in the morning to get going, do it again midday after lunch, catch it again in the evening when the sun is going down, watch the stars coming out and the moon up coming up. Mm. Uh, it can be quite lovely. And then, you know, go a little further, a little faster over time. You've got a floor. Floors are fine for, you know, for curls, push-ups, uh, sit-ups, etc. You don't need much. The only gym equipment I've got on my at the office is I have a set of uh, dumbbells, some 45-pound dumbbells sitting on my windowsill. Yeah, they're quite heavier than my uh, little uh, five-pound <laughs> pink ones that I have. Yes, no, mine are big black steel 45-pound. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Um, but, you know, if I'm sitting at my computer and I get foggy-headed, uh-huh. I stand up, take a few steps to my right, pick up those dumbbells, do some curls and overhead presses until I'm breathing fast and my muscles are are pooped out. And it only takes a couple of minutes, really. If you're doing heavy work, two or three minutes will do it. And you put them down, now your blood pressure is up, your breathing is fast, your heart is racing along, and you can think again. And that's when I sit down and do more study. And alternatively, I simply stand up, step over behind the couch, drop down to the floor, and knock out 40 or 50 push-ups, and then I can sit down and study some more. There you go. So, you know, it, it doesn't take a lot of fancy stuff. And you can do your exercise in two, three-minute increments if you're doing the push-ups, sit-ups, or, you know, or, or using some dumbbells. Mm-hmm. So a whole lot of stuff you can do. Yes. And taking a walk with your mate Morning and evening gives you twice a day a chance to just chat and share. Connecting time. That's, that's so good. That's valuable. Yeah. That's awesome. Eight. 
1-800-465-8770 is that number to call to get in on the show. We are live in the studio today. Would love to talk to you about whatever's going on with your health. Uh, maybe a recent diagnosis. Maybe you're going in for a procedure or a surgery. Not quite understanding everything that they're doing. You have some questions. Dr. Mixon is here. That's 800-465-8770. And phone lines are open right now. Is a great time to give us a call. Um, last year, I had talked about my girlfriend who had gone into the hospital with COVID. Was it mm-hmm. last year or the year before? It was during the really yucky COVID. Okay. So she was in for 42 days, and she was on that mm. ventilator for so many of those days. And we thought she was gone. And she was younger than me and probably one of the most energetic people in the office. It's like, wow, what is going on? Well, she had some lung issues, asthma and some things that, you know, those underlying issues that mm-hmm. you talk about. Yes. And boy, did it whoop her. And when she came back to visit us, she had no voice because, of course, being intubated. And she could barely talk, barely walk, was using a walker and oxygen. And the doctor said, OK, you're home now. The best thing you can do is walk. And so she was walking around the house. Mm -hmm. Then her husband would drive her to the mall. She'd walk around the mall. And yeah, okay, so this was over a year and a half. This was a year and a half ago. Now she is walking six miles a day. And she says she is in the best shape of her life. And all because, you know, she almost lost her life. You know, there's a lot of places like Minnesota and Wisconsin where the winters are very, very long and bitter. And they have large mall walking groups. Yes. Uh, Often the mall, it may not open for business till 11, but they'll open at like 8 in the morning. And people just come and walk because it's warm, it's dry, it's safe, you know, and they just go and, and use the mall for their exercise. Yes. I know mommies do that, too, with their strollers. It's a good time for the moms to get some exercise, too, and get out. Sure. So uh, lots of ways to do it. Don't put that off. Get out. Move. And uh, be inspiring like my, uh, my good friend, Heidi. And she is very inspiring. She's like, yeah, I never thought I'd be here to do this. And now I am. And she tries to beat her time by just a little bit every day. You know, when you hear be better than you were yesterday by 1%, you think, well, that's not very much. No. But over time, it adds up. Yes, it, it is. Really by the does. end of a week, you're 7% better. Small incremental improvements. That's what you're shooting for. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break, and we would love to talk with you when we get back. This is Leading Edge Medicine, and this is our phone number. Call and get in right now. It's 800 465 8770. That's 800 465 I'm Lynette with Dr. Jerry Mixon, and we'll be right back. I hear Zorba in the background. Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) Way to go. Aging gracefully is a terrible option. Learn to live to your fullest potential. It's a lot more fun. Call with your question at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Stay tuned for more. Is chronic pain beginning to make your everyday life a challenge? Then consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience in pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. That's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. Yeah, I started about like a year and a half ago. Uh, I started having some sharp pain in my left hip. 
It was getting tough to climb upstairs, uh, tough to play with the kids. Everybody was kind of pointing towards the same thing of, you know, you had to get a hip replacement. And Dr. Nelson's great about saying, hey, you know, there's there's different types of medicine out there that we can help fix this without surgery. Six to eight weeks later, you start to realize like, oh, I, I can climb a stair. And it was really actually kind of great after that eight week mark, like Ooh, I can start doing things. So definitely see the results pretty quick. Don't let pain take control of your life. Consider stem cell therapy with Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000. Or you can find Dr. Daniel Nelson online at DanielNelsonMD.com. We'd just like to encourage your audience that hasn't to take a look at it. I honestly, you say 10 to 15 years on your advertisements. I think I feel better than I felt 30 years. Many a tear has to fall, but it's all in the game. All in the wonderful game that we know as love. Oh, the game of love during the month of love. Valentine's Day Valentine's coming Day. up. Valentine's Day. Yes. Is it 12th or 14th? When is Valentine's uh, 14th. Day? 14th, okay. Yes. See, the 12th sticks in my mind because February 12th was my first contact with Bandine. Aww. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. so she and I chatted online the first time on February 12, 2004. Wow. And uh, three months later in April... We had our first date after talking for an hour a day, every day for months. <laughs> and uh, so, yep, our first date was 10 days on the island of Crete. Oh. Which was a lovely, you know, 10 days of wandering hand in hand in oh. the cobblestone streets and the whitewashed buildings and the glorious Mediterranean sunshine. And yeah, so and then after 10 days, she went back to, to Sweden where she was living, and I came back to Kirkland, but then we started talking twice a day, oh. morning and evening. <laughs> and we stayed apart three weeks and decided we had to see each other again. And then our second date was two weeks in Venice. Oh. Another modestly romantic assignation. Yes, with the gondolas yes. and the canals. You know, we didn't use a gondola at all. Okay. While we were, no, we, but we had an apartment overlooking the piazza. And the oh. cathedral bells woke us at 8 each morning. And she fixed me this incredibly luscious, fattening coffee out on the on the, the uh, balcony each morning overlooking mm. the square. And the shopkeeper singing opera and the chamber music in San Pietro Square. And, yeah, we went up only to Went to Padua and Verona and oh. did the, uh, the Shakespeare cities. Yes. And, uh, so that oh. yeah, was marvelous. And that was a trip where I asked her to, to come and live with me in America. And she said, Jerry, I love you, but why couldn't you be from a civilized country? Oh, boy, yes. Why do you have to be an American? <laughs> you know, a place with no culture and no history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear! But I, yeah, you know, she learned about America from American movies. Mm. Oh boy! In which okay. you know every man is a thug, every woman is a slut. The uh, you know there are gunfights yep. in the streets and car chases and the bombs going off. Oh and, boy! You know the criminals racing down the sidewalks oh, uh, with people yes. scattering. Every she was afraid of America because you know she learned about it from our movies. And mm -hmm. if you learn about America from American movies. It is a horrible place. That would not be a good place. No. <laughs> no, no. So I, I convinced her that, you know, her biggest danger in Kirkland 
might be the occasional skateboarder on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. But our police were not in the habit of roaring down the sidewalk, scattering. No, no, no. (laughs) So, yeah. So, and she's warmed up and loves. Oh, she is the now. most patriotic oh, uh, American yes. around. She loves this country. She is a proud American citizen. Mm. She calls her passport that golden American passport because oh. she doesn't need visas to go anywhere except Asia. And so, yeah, we've uh, we've been married now 19 years this year. <gasps> okay. Oh, that means the big 20s coming up. So, well, next year. All next right, year. next year. Oh, well, I love walking down memory lane with you, Doctor Mixon. Yeah. Always so fun to have you share, uh, especially for those new listeners that have just tuned in, or or uh, this is a show where we talk about health and aging, and we would love to talk with you and your questions about what's going on in your life. Eight hundred four six five. 8770 with your questions. We're going to stay right here in Seattle. We have Joy on the line. Hi, Joy. Good morning. Hello, Joy. Hi, good morning. Um, my question is about oxalates. Um, my diet is, you know, most of the healthy foods have them in it, like charred. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and now there's like all these studies out saying it's not good to eat oxalates. They're toxic superfoods. <laughs> and I've never had a kidney stone in my life. Does it affect other parts of the body? Not much. Uh, let's face it. Anything will kill you if you have too much of it. You know, people die from water overdoses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in my 40 some years in medicine, I have actually had several women in the intensive care unit that overdosed on water, of, you know, and washed the sodium out of their system and got brain swelling and were in danger of dying. Wow. Uh, you know, I've had people hospitalized for uh, Tylenol overdoses. Wow. Uh, You know, Tylenol is one of those drugs that even the so-called, quote, normal doses, if it's combined with alcohol, Mm. uh, can overwhelm your liver and, and, you know, put you into real trouble. So let's face it. Healthy foods are healthy foods in reasonable quantities. But it's the overeating of anything that gets us in trouble. Be good. Now, what are oxalates for somebody listening that's going, okay, I've heard of those, I think. Well, oxalates are basically a chemical complex, and it's it's present in a whole lot of, you know, vegetables and fruits. Okay, so this sounds like it's a good thing for you. It generally is, but some people don't process them as well as others, and they form kidney stones. Oh, okay. And most kidney stones are a calcium oxalate complex. And, uh, you know, you can't help yourself much by cutting the calcium because the calcium will get pulled out of your bones anyway. It's the oxalate that you have to limit. And there's there's uh, lists online that say, you know, if you've had oxalate kidney stones, avoid these foods. And, okay. you know, I don't have the list memorized, but that's what Dr. Google is for. Okay, yes. Now, that's a good thing to use Dr. Google <laughs> that's for. That's right. Just yes. say, you know, what are the oxalate foods I should avoid if I have kidney stones? That's okay. real simple. All right. So, so any other questions for you? Well, just if so four servings of chard a week aren't going to kill me. No, they're not going to kill you. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> not at all. Okay. So, <laughs> so what do you do with your chard, Joy? Do you do anything special? Um, no, I I'm, I just steam it. Okay. To me, I like it. I like it simple. Some people saute it, but I just steam it. Just steam it. Any oil or vinegar or anything sprinkled on that? Uh, yeah, olive oil. Okay. Okay. And you know, sometimes maybe something sweet on top, just because mm. I don't like bitter foods. 
but I eat them anyway. <laughs> and, and chard is a bit bitter. <laughs> it is really bitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not okay. as bad as the Chinese bitter melon, however. Mm. I oh, yeah. <laughs> if you've ever had bitter melon, you'll know that chard is actually quite sweet in comparison. <laughs> so. I think they have capsules of bitter melon. Yeah, they oh, do. Wow. They do, yeah. That might be an yeah. easier way to take it, huh? <laughs> well, perhaps, perhaps. Although I have, I have eaten it in restaurants and... You know, it's it's okay if you don't mind bitter. But, of course, they have a spice that numbs your mouth. Mm. And so oh. if you have, you know, mouth-numbing spice with your bitter metal, then you can't taste it anyway. Okay. So it works out all right. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll have to do yeah. that next time yeah. I go to a Thai restaurant. They'll say, how many stars? And I'm like, oh, half. But uh, if I have that, then I can maybe do a two or three. says, yeah, five and bring a, bring a plate of chili peppers on the side. Ooh. So, <laughs> but she's from Chengdu, China, where they I think they worship the chili pepper. Okay. So, you know, it's they, they actually have long strings of chili peppers, dried chili peppers hanging in their kitchens. Okay. You know, it's a decoration as well as a, a staple in the foods. So, yeah, they I, I think chili pepper is the primary ingredient and then they add a little meat and a little veggies to go with the chili pepper. Uh, to go, yeah, have some meat with your chili peppers. That's right. All right. <laughs> Okay. Well, Joy, thank you. All right, okay, take care. Bye-bye. You know, one one advantage, though, of chili peppers, uh, the capsaicin in the chili peppers actually hypes your metabolism mm. and helps you burn more calories. Okay. Okay. So, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, you might go for some really, really spicy, hot Chinese, Szechuanese food, and that will hype your metabolism. Okay. okay. All right. That's good. All right. The phone lines are open for you. We would love to talk to you about something going on with your life, your health, uh, maybe aging issues, something that you just started noticing and you're like, okay, I don't know if I like this. Let's talk to Dr. Mixon. He is all for you today. Dr. Umat is off. Here's that number to call. It's 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. All right. So, Dr. Mixon, we're talking foods. We're talking foods that are good for you. What would you say would be, you know, we're always seeing those lists of the the top five superfoods or the top ten. What are some things that if we're not eating those uh, th- that we should incorporate into our diets? Basically, you're looking for color. Color. Color and fiber. Okay. Two Brightest things. color. Okay. Yeah. You're looking for, you know, red, blue, yellow, green, orange. If you're doing greens, deep, deep greens, the the deeper the color, the better. Okay. So spinach and the darker uh, lettuces over the iceberg. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I am not a vegetarian. I am an omnivore. I'll eat anything doesn't eat me first. <laughs> but it's a matter of amount uh-huh. and frequency. And that's the biggest problem we've got in America. It's not the food we eat as much as it is how much of it and how frequently we eat. Portions, yes. Yeah, the, the portions are gigantic compared to where they were in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And the frequency. People seem to think that if they don't have something going in their mouth every hour of every day, they're going to starve to death. Oh. Uh, and you won't. No. <laughs> uh, so... So, yeah, it's total caloric intake versus caloric output. You know, how many calories are you burning versus how many are you eating? And I think the biggest problem is folks have lost track of what a an actual recommended portion is. Mm. Um, you know, if it says four ounces, it means four ounces, not a pound and a half. Right. And... Uh, 
one of the things that I have used sometimes when people are having trouble because they they swear to me that they're you know they're watching their portions. Mm-hmm. I tell them go buy one of the commercial products like Nutrisystems. Mm-hmm. Let them ship you everything you're supposed to eat for the day. Those are the portions. Those little tiny packages you look at and you say, but, but, but where's the rest of my food? No, that is your food. That's your food. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of that for long term, Mm -hmm. but it's a great way to reset people's expectations for what an appropriate portion of food really is. Because it's a lot smaller than we as Americans are accustomed to thinking about. You don't need that much. Your body will adjust to a much smaller quantity. And I think that's what people are afraid of. They're like, oh, no, I can't do it. Well, it might be hard for the first few days. Right. But then your body will get used to that. Yeah, uh, sometimes a week or 10 days. Okay. <laughs> Depending on, yeah. Some, yeah, some people adjust faster than others. You know, okay. some folks, three days, they're, they're there. But other folks, it might take two weeks. So you... But you have to stick with it until your your stomach has shrunk mm-hmm. and your expectations of what is adequate eating. You know, for some reason, folks seem to get the idea that until their stomach is distended and they can't hold anymore, oh, they're still hungry. I'm now full. <laughs> yeah. And there's a difference in full and sated. Mm-hmm. When you've had enough, mm-hmm. you've had enough. And that's when you need to stop. Uh, but that's a that is an aging problem. As people age, we lose our nutrient sensing. Mm. Your body becomes less and less competent to tell when it's had enough. And so we t- continue to shovel the food in, even though you've actually had enough. That's one of the interesting things about a, a drug we're kind of experimenting with called rapamycin. Oh, yes. It's, it does seem to uh, to help restore nutrient sensing. In, in people. Uh, so folks get a better sense of when they've eaten enough, which I think is uh, a real advantage to the medication. Uh, so I'm starting to see several real advantages, but a few downsides with it, too. Okay. But we'll see. We'll talk about that in just a minute when we come back. We're going to go to a break right now, and the phone lines are wide open. You can get in with your questions. Don't wait until the last few minutes of the show. Call now, and we'll get you right in, uh, whether you're questioning maybe a diagnosis or a disease, something that's going on in your family, your friends, and you don't quite understand it, or you want to know uh, symptoms, maybe the ups and downs of uh, some of the vitamins, maybe some of the medications you're on. Uh, Dr. Mixon is here and would love to talk with you. This is Leading Edge Medicine. And here is the number to get through. It's 866, whoops, I gave you the wrong number, 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. And we will be right back with more Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. Listen to past programs by going to lmclinic.com. Call in now at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Pete Talbot here again for a good friend of mine, Dr. Michael Gilbert of Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. My wife Vicki and I have been seeing him for over 20 years, but most importantly, Michael and his entire medical team are simply amazing, offering what virtually no other clinics offer, an advanced ocular exam. Honestly, it's like Dr. McCoy on Star Trek compared to the typical eye exam you're used to. For nearly 40 years now, I've been researching and interviewing physicians 
positions throughout the country. And I can tell you, whether it's LASIK, RLE, refractive cataract surgery, retina or dry eye problems, without question, Dr. Gilbert and all the doctors at Northwest Vision Institute are some of the most advanced in the Pacific Northwest. To schedule your advanced ocular exam, go to nwvision.com nwvision.com or you can call 425-450-2020 425-450-2020 I fly for a living and I change in time zones and all this other stuff and I'm getting colds and when I get a cold I can't fly I thought well let's give this a shot I started taking the supplements and I noticed less cold so I'm just working you know so then I thought well let's try the rest of it but for us it's big improvement and that's why we stay with it. love to talk with you today. Your calls are so much fun. Well, I guess fun isn't the word. Well, no, they are fun. They I are have fun, fun with them. We love but, interacting yeah. with you. Yeah. I don't care for that song we just played, though. Okay, okay. we might have to take that out of yeah, our It's just it's a matter of who doesn't have <laughs> hopes and dreams? <laughs> I know. Who doesn't have some plans and some schemes? That's okay. right. If you out don't of have those, those, you're in deep doo-doo. Yeah, and you better call us. <laughs> hey, here's the number to call to be part of our show today. Live, 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. And the phone lines are open. Now, yeah. Dr. Mixon, right before the break, we were talking about foods and health and Weight loss, especially. Yeah, yeah. and I, I went on LinkedIn, you know, it's a, a, a kind of a business social thing. And I saw some somebody commenting about the fact that, you know, America spends more money on health care than any other country. And yet our, our health as a nation is actually going downhill, not up. And, you know, it occurred to me, and I, I wrote her a little response and said, that's true. But the fact is, we're the fattest country on the planet. Mm. Okay. In countries of more than one million people, we are the fattest country on the planet. There's a few small islands down in the South Pacific, like Tonga, <laughs> that weigh more than we do per person. But that that obesity that overweight epidemic in america is what's costing us so much money you have to realize that if you're overweight you are 20% of all the cancer in america is caused by being fat mm. so we could cut our cancer incidence hence our cancer therapies by 20% just by being normal weight wow but more important than that heart attacks and strokes go up 250% if you're overweight. That's huge. So the vast majority of all of our cardiovascular disease in America is caused by being overweight. Dementia is three times higher if you're overweight than if you are lean. So a 300% increase in dementia, and dementia costs are enormous in this country because so many of us are getting demented. Almost all Close to 90% of all of the type 2 diabetes in America is triggered by being overweight. Mm. 
Now, there's a small percentage of Americans, primarily Asians, that can get type 2 diabetes while being lean. Mm, But they're a small percentage. That's a genetic trait in the Han Chinese, that they tend to be at risk for type 2 diabetes even when they stay skinny. But for all of Caucasians, Hispanics, African Americans, all the rest of us, it's weight. Mm. Okay, That's 90% of our risk of diabetes. If you get rid of diabetes... heart disease, strokes, and less cancer, all of a sudden America's medical costs go to the floor. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, So, I mean, if I can make one change in this country, it wouldn't be political. Mm -hmm. We would become a lean country. Now, if you can couple lean with fit. Even better. Even better. Okay. Because it turns out that working muscle produces over a, over 100 different compounds, enzymes, peptides, hormones, cytokines that promote healing and repair and disease resistance, help to open up your arteries, grow new brain cells, you know, prevent dementia, prevent peripheral neuropathies. Um, so that combination, if we could get the fat off and some muscle and activity on, America's medical costs would probably drop by two-thirds. Wow. Okay. That is huge. Yeah. And you'd get healthier. Yes. (laughs) And expecting someone else to pay for your medical care doesn't make it cost less. Uh It just shifts who's paying the bill. Okay. That's right. So if you want medical care to cost less, get healthier. Hey, there's a concept. There's an idea. Put that on a hat and let's start wearing that. (laughs) Okay, hang on to that thought, Dr. Mixon. We're going to come back to that. Let's take a phone call. We have John on the line. And if you'd like to get through too, our number is 800-465-8770. John calling in from Chehalis. Hi there, John. Hello, John. Good morning. Um, who would have thunk it? You get off the couch and walk, you might make yourself better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of a radical concept in modern America. We want to move from the couch to the easy chair where we use our controller to, uh, right. to play the video games. So. <laughs> I, I like I what you were describing as far as your exercise routine. You're doing little uh, dribs and drabs uh, that's, that's, that cut up little pieces and it makes it yeah. makes it a little bit more easy to to palate. Yeah, it does. Anyway, it, I know, want to you, talk about... Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, you, you burn the same calories whether you walk for five minutes ten times or one time for 50 minutes. I mean, it's, it's the same calorie burn. There you go. You know? And good. here's the other thing people don't seem to realize. You burn the same calories walking two miles as you do running two miles. You burn them faster when you're running two miles because you finish the run faster. But your calorie burn is a function of weight and distance, not of speed. So, All right. So if your knees are bugging you, do the walking instead of the running. That's right. Okay. What was I'm your say oh. that for a future question? I was going to say that for a future question because there's some things involved with that that I would like you to expound on. But anyway, <laughs> okay. I want to talk about the COVID COVID vaccine. Yeah, uh, I listen to uh, I listen to people that are very that that uh, and, I, and I I think they have veracity. Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Robert Malone, sure. Dr. Yep. Ryan Cole, and I was listening to Peter McCullough on an interview uh, talking about the, uh, the the COVID vaccine. And the, and the one thing that bothered me that he said that he's that in any of the papers 
he's he's a, he's a researcher. He cannot find where this spike protein it, it goes out of the body. Once that uh, RNA, once that messenger RNA gets in, it doesn't come out, and the body does not metabolize it. So your body, he said, it it, it, it incorporates it with something called reverse transcriptase. So, mm-hmm. for example, with these Pfizer vaccines, you have uh, the uh, every one of them they have the Wuhan uh, portion of the of the uh, the, the uh, virus in it, which is the most thrombogenic, and so that that bothers me. And here's the, right. and the thing that the thing that the thing that I, I'm concerned about is that uh, in addition to that, and I know it's try to be isolated about what I want to say, but the thing is that now they're thinking about incorporating the the flu vaccine and the COVID vaccine all in one on a on a on a yearly uh, a booster. And there's no way in hell I'm going to take a a, uh, a messenger RNA vaccine. Okay. What say, uh, what say you? <laughs> okay, Dr. Mixon, your turn. Okay. Um, first of all, the, the COVID vaccine has some serious drawbacks. Okay. And it, it does increase uh, blood clots. Uh, it is implicated, I think, in, in the sudden death of relatively young people. Uh, so there's, uh, I, I, it's hard to argue against any of that. Okay, now I'm not as concerned about messenger RNA writ large. Okay, uh, messenger RNA is critical for our functioning. It's how our cells communicate with each other. Uh, the way that the bacteria in your gut communicates with your muscle and with your brain and with your your uh, your emotions and so on is through messenger RNA. So our every cell in your body is releasing acellular vesicles and exosomes into the bloodstream and it, it's all of it's our body's way of communicating with the rest of our body. Mm-hmm. So messenger RNA is an integral part of our daily function for our entire lives. Um, you can use messenger RNA to do a lot of different things. The particular vaccine that we made was made in a big hurry. And I've explained before that, you know, I understand why it was done that way. Mm-hmm. I, I, I find it difficult to criticize simply because the powers that be, especially the Royal College in London, mm-hmm. was predicting that this was going to be basically a widespread SARS. I mean, SARS is part of the name of this virus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a no- novel SARS virus, for, you know, and we originally called it the Wuhan version. Now, of course, uh, that's considered racist, although I, I'm not quite sure why a city is a race, but whatever. Um, but... Uh, they were predicting hundreds of millions of worldwide deaths. Mm-hmm. We were predicting, you know, tens of millions of deaths in America yeah. if something wasn't done immediately. And so, you know, Mr. Trump listened to the, 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 the warnings, the, <laughs> yeah. the so-called experts, right. and said, my God, we've got to do something about this. We have to save the country. He got the bureaucrats out of the way. They jumped in. They came up with this virus. Instead of in three to five years, they did it in eight months. Mm-hmm. For the vaccine, okay. yeah. And so you got a vaccine in eight months, which you know was a, a miraculous achievement. Uh, and it was done in a in with the intent of saving tens of millions of lives. 
The problem with doing it in eight months is its virtue. As, as in much of life, your strength turns out to be your weakness, and your weakness may turn out to be your strength. Um, there's no way to do years of testing in eight months. So we got basically a massive you know, laboratory exam with all of us as the guinea pigs. Mm, true, true. And it's now we're finding as 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 the uh, the blinders are coming off, and the CDC is telling fewer lies, and the NIH is starting to allow people to actually look at the data. We're finding some significant problems with this vaccine. Um, and I'd like to say a couple more things after you're done. Sure. Go ahead. But that, do, but that doesn't mean that all messenger RNA, messenger RNA utilizations in the future will be equally flawed. Mm-hmm. This one is, is flawed in many ways. Okay. But when we take a more traditional approach to evaluation and testing and see what the, the outcomes are over the long term in a wide variety of animals and then smaller populations of people, I think things will go a whole lot better than they have with this one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, uh, John, you had some comments on this. Let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back and we'll talk more about this. All right. All right. We're going to take a break uh, with John. We've got Paul on the line, too. We'll be back with more leading edge medicine and Dr. Jerry Mixon. Here is that number to get through with your questions about your health. Uh, May it be a diagnosis you're going through or aging in particular. What's going on? Here's the number 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. We'll be right back after this. Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. Don't believe the lie that you have to fall apart at the normal rate and see what your options really are at lmclinic.com. Stay tuned for more. Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. I went to the Linwood office and I must tell you, your staff is so amazing. At, at Longevity, they talk to you. They, they make you understand what's going on and they give you the numbers so you have a starting point. And that's what I love about coming to you guys. 
It's always a good idea. Yes. <laughs> I've been known to dance in uh, grocery stores. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Samari usually rocks out to this particular song. That's right. Yes. We're giving her the weekend off. We have you know Dr. Cherry we, here. We've got to get some ba- some Bollywood music in here for oh, her. Oh. You know, because okay. she always wears her bangles on her wrists yes, and so on in her Indian heritage. It's, it's a, you see, might have to surprise her you know, next time. We she's get her here. dance. You know, we get her dancing to rock. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see how that dance changes with Bollywood music. Okay. Yes, I would be too. So. Then we'll have to get the video cameras in here, right? <laughs> That's right. Yes. All right. This is Leading Edge Medicine taking your phone calls this morning at 800-465-8770. I'm Lynette along with Dr. Jerry Mixon and continuing our conversation about COVID and the vaccine with John. Thank you for hanging on, John. Hello, John. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, the two things that I wanted to bring up, number one, when it comes to <clears throat> these vaccines, they're under only under emergency authorization right now. Absolutely right. And so there's there is no recourse at all. They have no liability. And the, the, the one thing, though, that that is interesting that I found out about these vaccines is that they vary widely in their uh, in their dosage or their uh, yes. strength, because and so if you get if you're the unfortunate one that gets a hot dose, you're the one that's more than likely to um, you know to suffer the become vaccine injured. Mm-hmm. And so but the thing is is that because they are under emergency authorization, I have no recourse. So there's no way I want to deal you know, because I, I it's like a Russian roulette. Sure. You don't know what you're gonna get. Well, yeah, and you're and so, again the the re, there was a good reason for that. And that was simply that, you know, the the vaccine companies, when the government came and said, we want you to, to pull out the stops and get us a vaccine in a hurry so we don't have streets full of corpses. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they said, well, OK, but if we shortcut this and we get it to you in months instead of years, we don't know for sure what will be happening. And so you have to give us liability protection. And so the government said, done, get us the vaccine. You know, we, I mean, the, the world was kind of in a state of quasi panic at the time. And so you never make your best decisions in a panic situation. Yeah. And so, yes, you're right. Uh, and I think the time to, to remove any further liability protections is about now. You know, I mean, we, we made them a promise back then. We keep our word, even if it was a stupid promise to make, we made it. Um, but that doesn't have to be going forward. You don't have to con- maintain the same foolish status. You can say, okay, now from this point forward, uh-huh. you know, you will get liability if you do anything stupid. Uh, because they're coming out with new versions. And those new versions are new. And they're going to, again, the, the latest uh, booster had no real testing. It was all calculations. Wow. You know, we know in animals that it'll kick up this much antibody. Therefore, we calculate that it should give you this much protection. But they don't really know. And there were no longitudinal studies to say when does the protection wane and what are the trade-offs. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, I, as I said, I, I understand why it happened the way it happened. Mm-hmm. But... Time has shown that it had some serious drawbacks. Yeah. 
And I have said I have not taken you know the, this next booster. Right. And I am waiting to see what happens with the virus. So far, what's happening with the virus is the mutations are making it more infectious but less dangerous. Yeah, more like a cold. And more like a cold for the vast majority of people. And and about the only people dying are the morbidly obese or those that are on, on the edge of toppling over due to age and other diseases. You know, if you're a cancer patient and you've got serious heart disease and your lungs are shot and, you know, yeah, okay, you're you're higher risk. Um but why does the bivalent one still have the Wuhan spike in it? Because that's a, that's an extinct virus. Yeah, it is. I don't know. Again, <laughs> it doesn't no. make it doesn't make great sense to me. No, no. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, the, the idea is is you want to be targeting, you know, the the widest range of characteristics of that virus that are not shared by the host. Uh, let me give you an example. For instance, we have a disease that when I was a kid was fairly common. It was called scarlet fever. Mm, okay. And we, we had an enormous number of kids that had seizures, that had heart valve problems. They developed rheumatic heart disease and so on because of a streptococcus infection in their throat. Mm. And it turns out that that particular strep uh, subspecies had some protein markers on its surface that were very close to proteins that are in kids' hearts. And so when your body made a, antibodies to attack the, the bacterium, it also attacked the hearts the heart. in a significant number of children. And so we had rheumatic heart disease that was very common. Now we started spraying penicillin at every kid with a sore throat for decades, and rheumatic heart disease essentially went away. Because, yeah, you don't hear about that as much. Right. But guess what? We are now saying we shouldn't use as much antibiotic because antibiotics have other consequences on the bowel and so on and on our immune systems. But we're starting to see rheumatic heart disease again. Oh, boy. Life is trade-offs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know. Hey, John, uh, we're going to have to wind it up here. John, we've got more callers thank waiting you. on the line. Yeah. But thank you for your call, John. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, John. We'll get you again next time. All right. Let's go to Shelton now. We have Paul on the line. Hi, Paul. Hello, Paul. Good morning. Welcome Hello. to Leading Edge. Well, thank you. Um, I got a letter last month, and I'm now rescheduled with uh, Dr. Proska or Prochaska. Uh-huh. And, and my question is, is he the same doctor that was a newer doctor who was a kind of a gut specialist? Yes. Wow. No, the, no, no. That's that. That's, that's Doctor. That, that's Pentland, Dr. Maybe. Yeah, Ken Pentland. Yeah. No. So yeah. So Ken Pentland oh. is our newer doctor that is the gut specialist. Mm -hmm. Okay, but they can talk to each other. So well, okay. they can talk oh, to yeah. each other. Sure. And you know that yeah. one of the things people, a lot of people don't realize is that at our clinic, every Tuesday. Uh, we have a phone conference. All the doctors are at their desks. They've got the, all the medical records in front of them on the computer. And anybody who's got a tough patient can present that patient to all of their colleagues. And that way, everybody gets to kibitz and come up with better solutions for them. So, you know, so, so you get six or seven physicians all helping with your problem at the same time. Cool. Good. Um, so then I guess on to my next question. Uh, here, a month or two ago, you kind of leaked it out that there was a um, 
company that was working on a technology to clear atherosclerotic plaque out of your artery. Yes. Oh, that's what you were excited and, about, Dr. Nixon? Uh, right. And there is listed on the lifespan.io website under their uh, uh, rejuvenation roadmap chart uh-huh. that back in the 2021, there was a company called Repair Biotechnologies. They were developing a cholesterol-degrading platform in which they had achieved a 48% reduction in the atherosclerotic plaque lipids in a mouse preclinical study. Yep. So was this one thing? Must be one of the same company that you were... Yeah, the, the newer company, they've changed their name since the original studies were done, oh. but yes. And they, they, the drug that they're, they're working with... And, they're just starting their human safety trials this quarter, first uh, quarter of 23. So the very first human safety trials are, are in process right now of kind of putting together the patient population and getting them started. There's a long way from, from the initial safety trials, though, because then you've got to get the larger phase two trials done, you know, which you're looking for. Uh, a larger population of people to see how effective it is on human beings as opposed to rodents. <laughs> because after all, our, yeah. our target is humans and our physiology is a bit different from rodents to start with. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you put that data into the FDA and the FDA does its thing. But as usual with government, oblig- or we're, we're talking about years. Um, so, yes, if, if the studies in humans are as effective as the animal studies. And if the safety profile in humans is as good as it appears to be in the animal studies, um, this has the potential to essentially get rid of atherosclerotic disease in human beings. Mm. These will be the richest people on planet Earth. They'll make Bezos in the bunch look like paupers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, yes. And, and I, I actually looked at the possibility of buying some stock in the company because I'd love to be on the ground floor of that bunch. But <laughs> sure. it's, pri- it's privately held and there is no publicly traded stocks available. So <laughs> yeah. we'll see. So you, 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 you would have to be one of those uh, uh, funders yeah, had- who have... Enormous pounds. Yes. That can yes. To, you know. It. Yeah. You have to come along and say, "Hey, I've got five hundred million dollars. I'd like to drop in the pot, and convince one of the earlier investors to, you know, to take some profits out and sell you part of theirs." Yeah. yeah. So, you yeah. know, right at the moment, you and I are kind of on the sidelines, looking with great envy. That's right, and just waiting and watching. <laughs> right on here. Yeah. <laughs> so, Yes. Oh, yeah. oh well. All right. I, I, I'm going to the, uh, oh, it's the company that um, goes around and they test your arter- your cart- 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 cartilage yeah. arteries and your carotid arteries. Yeah, they. Uh huh. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's ultrasound Doppler ultrasound studies that they're doing. Right. Sure. Lifeline yeah. screening. Yeah. Lifeline screening. That's okay. the name. And the last time they showed a little bit of plaquing going on in one of my arteries, my carotid arteries. But uh-huh. hopefully we can get this other technology in time. That I Boy, can, I hope so. Yes. 
Yeah. No, that's, uh, like I said, that'll be a real game changer. For better or worse, it'll put about 90% of the cardiologists in the country out of work. Uh oh. <laughs> because we won't have nearly as much heart disease. That's right. Better for the patient, though, but, right? You know, yeah, but it's better for the patient and better for the society. And, you know, that happens. I, I had a, an instructor. My first degree was in microbiology. And, um, the the microbiology the head of the department was an md who had been a syphilis specialist oh wow back when you had to treat syphilis oh. with mercury compounds and stuff and penicillin came along and totally destroyed his career oh there so you he go. had to retread and teach microbiology instead. Instead. So. Oh, boy. Hey, we hear the music. Paul, we're going to have to take off. Thank you for your call. Uh, take care, sir. All right. Thank you, Paul. And we will be back with more Leading Edge Medicine and your calls. Give us a call at 800-465-8770. We'll be right back. <laughs> 